Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Music Biz Weekly Podcast. I'm one of your two co-hosts, Michael Branvold, and as always, I'm joined by Jay Gilbert. How are you doing this morning, Jay? Great, Michael. So, um, I don't know. Typically, I would say we had a big week because there was an Apple announcement, but the, mm-hmm. the Apple geek in me feels like saying, who cares? What, what was your yeah, takeaway? I mean, what I was your takeaway? Both sides. Well, you know, I think... You know, this was WWDC, Worldwide Developers Conference, and I think that most people, when they think Apple announcements, um, you know, that's the Steve Jobs keynote, you know, with the, oh, one last thing. But this is really for developers, right? So I remember when these things were almost done in secret, and now they've become, oh, sure. you know, almost uh, as t- t- regular. I, I totally get what you're saying because they're not necessarily geared towards consumers. But let's be honest, Apple has used the WWDC platform to make some announcements. They they know the eyeballs are on them, so they do make announcements. And, That's right. And, 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 I, and I think where I'm coming from was, there, let's put it this way, let's give them credit. There was some really cool stuff and there was some really ho-hum stuff. You know, I'm, I'm excited for iOS 10. I'm excited for yeah. Mac OS Sierra. There's some very cool yeah. things coming there. I was a little disappointed. There was zero hardware announcements. Zero. They usually announce or just quietly upgrade at the same time. You know, some hardware. I mean, I'm I'm eagerly wanting to get a new MacBook Air, but I'm not going to go buy one because I just know at any moment they're going to announce a new machine. Um, yeah. You know, I'm running a iPhone six plus. Damn. I, you know, I want to upgrade, but I don't want to upgrade to the newest one right now because I know at any moment the 7 is going to be announced. But right. I, 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 and that's I, the I, same as it ever was, right? That yeah, will always just, be. Then you get the 7 and then you're waiting for the 8. I feel and... like we've gone, we're have gone. we going a little bit longer between announcements for some... I don't know. Maybe it's just my perception. Yeah. It just feels yeah. like it's a little bit longer between upgrades and, and, and announcements than, than they've done in the past. Um, but, yeah. but, but, you know... And well, I, by the way... Go ahead. I was going to say, I wanted to make one comment where you made you you made fun of the, oh, and one more thing, which is notorious. That's how you know Steve Jobs basically announces, not used to announce something really cool, caught you by surprise. Like near the end, yeah, after right they at the thought end. They were done. Right? They did that this week. Oh, one and uh, was it Tony? Was that the guy who who was doing? I can't remember which guy it was. It wasn't Tim, but it was one of the guys who goes, oh, and got one more thing. And I was like, okay, this is that. now they're going to announce the hardware. And he just said, oh, and we made a video to talk about all of the new features. And I was just like, are you freaking kidding me? Is that what yeah, one, more, poking fun. one more thing has become? Let me show you our ad. And I'm just like, oh, God. Yeah, I thought he was. That was tongue in cheek a little bit. I, I didn't hope think it that they really had an announcement, but, but you know, first of all, let me just say that I'm wearing this Apple shirt as a happy coincidence. Is you know, most of our viewers know we we fly by the seat of our pants here, and this wasn't you know premeditated. So, yes, I am a, a, a an Apple fanboy. Uh, you know, I'll admit that. But uh, you know, I'm also honest enough when they you know, trip or, you know, they do something that doesn't make sense to to call it out. I agree with you. I think a lot of the announcements they made were not super newsworthy. I do think that 
part of it is because of it's WDC and it's really meant for the developers. But to your point, it has evolved over the years from this quiet kind of geeky insider thing to now it's a press thing it's and a it's press thing. becoming as big as their regular kind of announcements. It's covered by the press. There's cameras there. It's live on the web, you know, through several outlets. And it's kind of now both. It's kind of like a hybrid between, you know, the geeky developer kind of community, um, and I say that in a very loving way, and kind of the masses. And you do come to expect, you know, certain things, especially from Apple. I think my, my main takeaway from this, the whole thing, which I really enjoy watching presentations like this that are done at a high level, um, was a, cu a couple of things that just kind of stood out for me, and I'd love to get your take on them too. One is that Apple is now over 15 million paid uh, subscribers, and they've been around since what August. And then you take a look at um, Spotify, who's been around you know four plus years, and they're around 30 million. So Apple's already got half of the paid subscribers in a matter of months and I think that's very very impressive when people thought that after that three month trial a lot of these people would be gone uh, Spotify has the free tier that Apple Music does not um, what's your take on that growth? Well, Yeah a couple things one I would be interested to see if they will continue growing at that same pace or is there a plateau that they hit I suspect there's going to be a plateau. Um, the other thing that, and this isn't just to Apple, but this goes to every service that makes announcements and touts 1 billion users, 300 million registered users. That's great. But how many of those actual users are actively using your service? Yeah, it's because like that I, gym I, model I, we talk I, about, yeah, right? Yeah, we, we've talked about this in the past in regards to Apple, and I'll use myself as an example. I am a paid subscriber of Apple Music, but I might, might use it twice a month. Really? Yeah. Very, very infrequently do I use Apple Music. Um, it's Spotify for me. I'm, I, Spotify is where I go. It's where my, I live. It's where it, gotcha. it's my environment. So, so you know, if, if, if that is the case for me, I have to tend to believe I'm not the lone wolf out there, that I'm the only person that's done that. And and we know this hmm. from other services. How many accounts are registered on Twitter but are not active accounts? Oh, yeah, sure. So, Absolutely. So, Facebook, so, Instagram. So you, you, could have 15 yeah. million, you could have 15 million paid subscribers to Apple. Um, how many... How, often are those paid subscribers actually using the service? Well, I think you're the anomaly. You're, you're like me, except we're kind of flip-flopped. I listen to Apple Music pretty much every day. Um, I think with Spotify, I listen to Discover Weekly, um, and then I use it for work a lot to uh, build playlists uh, for clients and to drive traffic to those playlists. Um, I I like it. Um, I, Apple Music, I think, has had some problems in the past because of the fact that they were, you know, separating the download store iTunes from Apple Music, and there were, you know, some glitches there, some problems with a handful of users. I understand from this keynote, though, that now it's going to be a, a much better 
uh, user experience, much better integration, because that's something Spotify never had to deal with, right? Like you, Michael, have tens of thousands of tracks in iTunes, and then all of a sudden Spotify comes along, and all of a sudden Apple Music comes along, and now on the Apple Music side, how are you going to kind of manage those two together separately? It's been kind of a train wreck. And I think that it's, it sounds like they, they're cleaning that up with this new uh, user interface. I'm really anxious to, you know, kick the tires and take you, it for a spin. And just so everybody knows, we are pretty much right at the one-year anniversary of Apple Music when Apple Music was launched. Um, so we're a year down the road. Um, and, I, and I totally get where you're coming from on, on that, that issue. And I, I saw where they were cleaning up the, oh, here's a link for all of your downloaded music. Um, yeah, but I, tab. but, but, but I would, I would add, okay, what's, is that include the music I've downloaded from Apple music or does that include only the music I've downloaded from the iTunes well, goes, store? They said that it goes to library right when you open the app now, which is different from what it did before. And the other thing is they, they have a new thing called discovery mix, which is going to be kind of a direct competitor to Spotify's discover weekly. Right, right. I, so I, I, it'll be I, I, interesting I wanna, to see how that works. But, well. but, but, what what the point I'm trying to make is Apple Music, like Spotify and all these other services, if you're a paid subscriber, you can download music to your device, so you can listen to it without an internet connection. Yeah, when you're so, offline. So so will that download and it, and it's a and it's a section the new the new design on Apple Music is a section called downloaded music. I guess my question is, does that reference only the music you've actually paid $9.99 for an album or $0.99 cents for the single to download, or is that where you're also going to go to find your offline streams that you've downloaded? Because yeah, I think that remains to be seen, it but I, my gut seen tells me it's still it is a just bit, what you own. It's still a bit confusing, because I'll even say this when it comes to Spotify. It is a little even in Spotify's world, complicated to, well, where do I find the music that I just downloaded? How do I see what I have for offline listening? Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm always holding out hope that, that Apple Music's going to get, get better. We did, a, we did a pretty in-depth show where we reviewed it and talked about it. But I got to tell you... Um, you know, the, the preview they gave at the developers conference didn't overly excite me um, from a couple standpoints. One, they right off the bat were making, oh, you know, it's a completely redesigned, top-down, under-the-hood, change, blah, you know, all right. the marketing speak. And right away they're like, and the artwork is going to be big and beautiful, and it's all about the images and the pictures. And I'm just like, can we stop that? This is 2016. Everybody's got an album cover. You can't do anything more with an album cover than put an album cover there. It's not going to become a video. It's as big as the screen on your device. That's not a feature. And that's not rebuilding from the ground up in my mind. So the fact that they were they were saying that this is a rebuild from the ground up. And then one of the big things they were making a big deal out of was artwork. I'm like, oh, maybe they don't have a lot of other great stuff yeah. to talk about if they're making a big well, deal out I, of know, artwork. I, you know, they are building it from the ground up. 
and from what they're saying. And I do think aesthetics are important. But one thing I didn't hear, which I was kind of hoping to hear, is something that, um, you know, looks like it's coming down the pike from some of uh, Apple's competitors is kind of a, a button that you press when you're mobile, you know, when you're in your car or working out yep. because things are so small. And it's not just Apple. It's all of these services. And, you know, I think it was uh, Rhapsody that, you know, of course, they're changing their name to, to Napster. Napster now, which it was outside of the U.S. So I'll just call it Napster. Is cha- you know having a feature coming soon where you press a button and you've got, you know, everything is is bigger and arranged. So if you're working out, if you're sitting in your car getting ready to take off, you don't have to put on your reading glasses. You, you, everything's like really simple. And I think Apple's really been known for taking complex things and making them simple. And I still think with Apple Music, I love the kind of clean redesign. All of the, you know, the different tabs look really good. Um, but I notice that there's a large heading and then down below, there's still some smaller things. Even if the artwork's larger, I think the the player controls need to be a little bit larger, at least for me, you know, for, for, uh, for I, the I gym, t- for t- the car. Totally get it, you know, and, and and even getting back to the artwork, when I'm using Apple Music the few times, it's in the car because the Spotify artist I want isn't there or you sent me a playlist or there's a playlist I want to check. I don't give, I'll be blunt, I don't give a rat's ass about the artwork when I'm driving. Right. <laughs> you know, I'm not looking or lyrics. at or, or lyrics. That, that's all That's all sexy sounding stuff. Um, and, and listen, regarding lyrics, I don't know if there's ever been a time where I've ever said, damn, I wish I could have lyrics right now when I'm in Spotify. Yeah, or That might not be for our demo, maybe. It might, I, might I, not I, I be, but, but... Amazon but, was one of the first to it, you know, with their music service, and it kind of followed along, you know, when but you were on, like, the point, fire. But I guess my point is, let's keep in mind that music is predominantly a background activity. You put Sadly, the music on. You you put the music on, and it's in the background while you work, while you exercise, while you drive. It's not forefront, and you know. And I think I think what 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 proved that to still be the case was the success and failure of turntable. You know, because turntable was all about music being forefront and you having to dive in yeah. and become actively involved with it, and it died off because people can't be actively involved with music. So, Understood. so, so some yeah. of these some of these features that Apple's touting are great. They look good, but when it comes down to I'm vacuuming and I've got headphones on and my iPhone is in my back pocket, uh, right. artwork artwork doesn't mean squat to me. Um, right. I would only add one caveat there, Michael, and that is that. I, I agree with you. For me, I, I feel the same way you do. But I have uh, two teenage daughters, and they do. Uh, you know that that's that's why lyric videos are so popular on YouTube. That's why you know these lyric sites are so popular. Is because it, it's not for you and me when we're working, listening to music, or checking things out, or sharing playlists, whatever. Lyrics aren't that Im- important to me, you know, because I either know them already. Or, you know, I can hear them when I listen to the song and, and kind of understand them. But for, I think, uh, that younger demo, I think they're much more important. Oh, I, I think they definitely are. And what I would be worried about is, a la what Turntable did, are they putting all their eggs in that demo? Because when that demo gets out of high school, they are now moving into an environment where they 
can't make music a forefront activity because guess what? You're now on the job and you can't sit there and watch the lyrics go by while you're working because someone's going to chew your yeah. butt out, but you can sure have music playing in the background for you. Um, I, I, I guess what I'm, what it's coming down to is I felt like there was no real substance to the Apple music. Here's what it's going to be. It felt like a lot of pretty fluff um, and, and and maybe they just didn't have time to go into the great detail of what, what's changed and what's going to be there. And that, that's sort of what I'm counting yeah. on. Um, but What did was, you think about Connect being kind of moved to the For You tab? As we both know, it's been something that was it's been very important to Apple Music uh, since their launch to get artists and you know curators to promote connect which is kind of their social you know we were hoping it wouldn't be like another ping um you know we we thought it could be something successful but it looks like now it's kind of being given uh the brush um I, you know like i said at this point after seeing that where they're moving it to the for you who cares i don't care where you move it to that's not the problem with apple connect where I mean, I got no problem finding Apple Connect on my desktop or my mobile phone right now. It's the fact that Apple Connect is just, let's be honest, pretty useless. It's useless for me. Um, it doesn't, you know, Apple's trying to do something that's another walled garden type of social media world. Social media is not designed to be a walled garden. Um, right. You know, you want me a person who manages multiple profiles for artists to remember to use this, then let me use it through Buffer. Let me use it through Hootsuite. Let me let me use it as I would post something to Facebook, Twitter, even Instagram, although Instagram has got its problems. But, I, you know, the reason Apple Connect is a nothing is because it's always been an afterthought in marketing and promotion. It's sort of like, oh, we forgot. What about what about Apple Connect? Because it doesn't fit into a strategy when you build something, go, all right, this you've got to stop what you're doing and leave and go to Apple Connect just to do one thing for Apple Connect. And right now the return is just not worth it. And I, I know from myself and even speaking with senior marketing people at record labels, I mean they're just like Whatever you want to do with Apple Connect, go for it. We don't care. We don't care. Um, yeah. I think you, you know, touched on it. I mean, it's not easy to manage if you are an artist or a manager. And, you know, whether you're using, you know, Sprout, Buffer, Hootsuite, any of those services that you mentioned, you know, that I think makes it harder. But even when you go in there, it is kind of a walled garden. And I think on paper, it looks better than in practice, meaning that, you know, if you've got tens of millions of people who have access to Connect and, you know, it's almost like a captive audience, so to speak, it does kind of make sense that you could have this, you know, communication and maybe exclusives or, you know, interviews, thoughts, that sort of thing. But I think that was one of the things that destroyed ping when it first launched was weeks before the launch the deal to have integration with facebook, facebook fell through fell through that killed it yeah and and i think you know it, history repeats itself i think in order to be successful today you need to be inclusive and to your point if you can make it so 
you can sit down and aggregate and then broadcast this out to all those socials, you're more apt to participate. Yeah, you know, I sort of feel like this is a situation where you don't need to invent a better wheel. You don't need to invent something that doesn't <clears throat> exist. Um, you know, social networks are pretty basic in what they are. It's getting together, it's commenting, it's sharing, that's it. So Apple, don't try and do something better, different, sexier, fancier. Do what just works. Yeah. And and don't try and force people to stay within your world. I mean, if you really want a social network, then do it the right way. If you're going to try and shut out everybody and cut down on integrations, um, the the social networking world is going to tell you what will happen, and that will be we will just walk right by you and not pay attention. And yeah, and and, 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 it, thing, and it's crazy okay. that I was going to say, and it's crazy that that we're seeing Apple do this with Connect after they've done the whole thing already with Ping. Can't they see the writing on the wall going, oh, my God, this is the this is ping number two. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we're seeing what's you know, what's happening now. Um, the one thing I was looking for that I didn't hear and, and maybe you heard it. Um, I, one of the reasons why I think Spotify is so strong and why I use it a lot um, is that you and I can collaborate on a playlist. In fact, we are. Um, I don't really see that functionality in Apple Music. And unless you saw something, like I can share a playlist with you and then you could add stuff to it and then share that playlist back to me. But I'm talking about a truly collaborative playlist where I put up, you know, here are some, you know, rock is not dead. Here are some great rock tracks that, that Michael loves. And then I can go in there and add five or ten that I like. And then you can, and our friends can participate and just make this thing better. I did you see anything like no, that? I saw, in I saw nothing of that. I mean, you know, Apple Music really doesn't have a user profile page. You know, when you go to when I go to Spotify, I can go to your page on Spotify and I can see all your playlists. I can see what you've been listening to. I can I can see all that, which I think is great. And and frankly, I think it could become even better. Um, I would love it to turn into even more of a profile. All like a Facebook, but just music related, not all the other crap you get in Facebook. But Apple doesn't have that. Apple, ev yeah. even even in the functions they have outside of Connect, they are just ignoring the social aspect of music so much, and and that's disappointing. Yeah. I know it's self-serving, but I'm a huge podcast fan. Always have been. I, I listen to a dozen of them, you know, regularly because here in Los Angeles we have long commutes. And iTunes used to be much easier as an app to navigate um, and find, discover uh, great podcasts. And they changed the way that interface looked, and it, it's tiny and it's it's difficult to use. So I use another separate app for that. But what I was kind of hoping for in this Apple Music is that sort of integration too, whether it's audiobooks, whether it's uh, podcasts. I, I think that's a miss. I think there's an area in there, you know, if this is going to be your hub uh, for your, you know, entertainment, um, I'd love to see integration um, and a very easy interface for, for podcasts. Do you think, well, one, one thing that we didn't see 
at the developers conference when it was the music was Jimmy Iovine coming out and speaking. You know, when a year ago when Apple Music was announced, he was the one who announced it. He talked about it. He was the I, face of it. He was the face of it. I found it kind of interesting that that <laughs> face was nowhere to be seen. It wasn't. It was Eddie Q who was talking about it this week, wasn't it? Right, right. And um, in the press, Trent Reznor um, did some uh, representative uh, remarks, uh, kind of as the face you of. You know, Apple and I, Music. I know you and I kind of talked after the initial launch. Was like he didn't. Jimmy <laughs> didn't have the the Apple feel. You know, he wasn't talking like an Apple person. He talked like a music person who was coming in to try and change Apple to do what needs to be done for music. I wonder if there was a behind-the-scenes reshuffling, so to speak, at Apple that said, you know what, we need to get back to people with Apple's Apple blood in them, is what it comes down to. I don't think Jimmy had Apple blood in him. I think these other people do. And to some extent, yeah. I think you and I had talked about this earlier, that's part of what might have um, been a problem with Apple Music at its initial launch was it was built not necessarily with Apple blood. It was built with music industry blood. Yeah, yeah, and, I and agree. The music I industry think that's a really has different, good point. different objectives, different views, different egos. Um, you right. know, the music industry is not concerned with simplification, making it easy to use, we don't need that feature, you know. It, it was more of let's throw everything into this tool. Apple Music's got everything, and maybe it doesn't need everything. Yeah, and I think you have to look at the dynamics of moving two companies together. Years ago, I was on, I worked at Universal for a long time, and I was on the re-engineering team when uh, Universal acquired Polygram, and when those two companies merged. And you learn a lot. I was on re-engineering for a year. And you learn a lot about the dynamics of moving two teams together. And I know that by bringing Beats and Apple together, there's going to be some culture shock. There's going to be you know, departments that feel like they've got it down, that they do it better than anyone else. And when companies merge, sometimes you, know, you only have room for so many people. And some people are thrust into situations together. Some people are, you know, their jobs are eliminated. So I think that's part of what you're talking about is, you know, when you have Apple, who's been very successful doing what they do. Um, and and, and, and let's be clear, a Apple's, Apple as a company is a culture unlike any other company in existence. It's some, some things <clears throat> just go contrary to what, you would think should happen in a company. So when somebody outside comes in, heads spin. Yeah, and both had egos. Both were successful in their own right. But you're right. It's a cultural thing. They came from two different cultures. And I felt exactly what you did. I have a great deal of respect for Jimmy Iovine. Um, I've worked with his teams for years uh, at Universal. And he's got a great career. But it's a different dynamic and a different culture at Apple. And uh, I sensed exactly what you did. And I, I did notice that Trent Reznor spoke much more this week than he has, you know, in the past. Is, and, and just like Jimmy, he's, he's a part of Apple now. Um, but it seemed like he was more of the, the face or voice um, as well as, uh, you know, Eddie Q and, and Robert Kondrick. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I don't know. It, it, and it, it's going to be a while before we see because 
the the public release, final release of this stuff isn't until the fall. So they were talking right. about they were talking about this mid June. Um, it's going to go through developer release right now, and then beta release in July. So we, you know the general public isn't going to see the end result of any of this until this fall. So that's quite a long time out yet. Um, yeah. You know, I, again, I really, really hope that we get some changes that we want. But the the developers conference didn't didn't have me leaving going, oh, I'm excited about Apple Music now. It had me going more of, I'm not sure what's going on at this point. I'm not overly excited. You know, they kind of buried Connect over here. There doesn't seem to be a lot of talk about social mar media marketing in here. Um, like, tell me what you thought, but Beats 1, are they having different stations or aren't they having different stations now? Well, you know, it says, you know, the new tab, you'll be able to view all stations. You know, I can only go by all that. All stations and other genres, but part of me is like, is that the old Apple radio that got rolled in that we're talking about? Or are these truly going to be Beats 1 classic rock, Beats 1 country, Beats 1 Indian yeah, alternative? I, it was so But I unclear. wonder if that would be even announced at a developer's conference. Because I noticed they... All the things they talked about, you know, with Apple Music, and re remember, they talked about Watch OS, TV OS, blah blah blah. I mean, all these different verticals. But let's just take a look at Apple Music. They basically touched on a few key things with a, not a ton of details. Really, it's about the design, right? Aesthetics, about rebuilding it from the ground up, because they know that there have been issues usability, which has always been Apple's, you know. Uh, bragging rights to all of their products is ease of use, and that hasn't been here with Apple Music. Um, I don't think that there's real clarity as to you know the details of you know like with Beats One with the different stations, which would be really awesome. You know, I think they were trying to go at a high level to say, look, we heard you, we've redesigned it from the ground up. It's going to be simplicity. It's going to be a lot more integrated, easier to use. And you'll see, you know, come fall. I didn't get the sense that you're, they you're, were you're, 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 you're right. I mean, that's exactly what they said. They didn't go into detail. But me as a, an active user, an industry person, all I heard was marketing speak. And marketing speak does not hold confidence in me. Yeah. Um, you know, the word, what, even before this ha announcement, the word was out that Apple was going to redo Apple Music from the ground up. Great. So we kind of knew that was going to happen. Well, now yeah. they officially said it's going to happen, but it's like, um, what are you doing? Are you going to have another Apple Music announcement at some point that's going to get into this detail? Or is it just, I don't know, you know, September, we download the new app and we look at it and go, okay, what's different? What's changed? Where? I don't know. I just, you know, I didn't leave that announcement with great enthusiasm and confidence in, yes, right. thank God they heard us. They're doing this. It was more of, all right, they, like you said, they all they said was we heard you. Okay, well. Yeah, I think it was twofold. I think it was one, they wanted to 
Because I don't know at the developers conference if there's much they needed to even say about Apple Music for developers. But having said that, I think the first point they wanted to make is, look, we're at 15 million. We're half of Spotify, and we've been around uh, a quarter of the time that they've been around, and we're growing about now uh, a million users a month. That's pretty impressive. So you know how Apple likes to tap the numbers, yep. and, and they're very good at it. So there was that part. And then I wasn't expecting as much maybe as you were since it was a developer's conference, and anything that they were going to announce as far as functionality would really be for developers. And developers, I'm not sure there's a lot of opportunity uh, for developers to have any kind of you know, hand in Apple Music. And, and, and you're right. And, and, and if that was the case, I almost sit here and go, well, then why did you say anything? Because the press is listening. But but if and it's but, a but you spin. said you said something, but what you said was essentially nothing. And now you've got people going, well, what did you say? What is really going to happen? Um, would it have been better to just say, you know, and and we're you know, uh, in July we've got an Apple Music event that's going to come out and talk about and all. Maybe there will be. I mean, maybe there will be. It just felt a little lackluster. I mean, I, and moving beyond that, the one thing though that I did, they did announce that really intrigues and excites me is the opening up of the Siri API to developers. Yeah. And what that means to those of you listening or watching is Right now, Siri can only control Apple. You can only use Siri to do things with Apple Apple apps, basically. Apple Map, Apple Music, Apple Mail, Apple Messages. Now they're opening this up to developers, so any developer of any app can use Siri to control their app. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, and we talked about this a few weeks ago, you could use Siri to launch Spotify. And play music on Spotify. Um, you could use Siri to do something in Facebook. You know, it's that holds great potential because Siri, I think, in in my opinion, was starting to lag behind Amazon's Alexa. Yeah, the the, the Echo is so far ahead. Of, of I think everybody else, and in that you can have it turn on your lights, or you know, do all these different things, and that it was an open platform that people could kind of write these little recipes for, and and I feel like Apple saw that and uh, quickly um, rebounded, and they're they're trying to catch up. Um, I do think that Alexa, you know, the Echo is is still so far ahead of its competition. Well, the um, I, Alexa in its in its voice quality and recognition and response time is significantly better than Siri, but maybe that is going to improve in this new version of Siri. Um, it was just very encouraging because yes, now all of a sudden Apple is going to give Siri a real fighting chance to stand on its own, because frankly. Siri had little use for me except for the occasional times I was driving and I needed to respond to a text message or wanted to yeah. change music in my and and again that's why I use Apple Music in the car cuz I can voice control it with Siri That's right. Yeah. Um will that But what did change? you think about Siri being brought to the Mac? This was a part that was confusing that for was me interesting. because if 
I don't know why I need voice recognition when um, I'm because when I'm on my laptop, my hands are free and I can Google something. You know, I don't need to say Siri, look up. You know, the average rainfall well, in the here, Amazon here, basin. Here's, here's I where can do that myself. Here's where Siri needs to match completely 100% on all devices what Alexa does. Alexa's always on, always listening. And by the That's way, right. she, she's going to yeah. answer me right now because I just said her name and she's sitting here next to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's always listening. So um, on a Mac, I don't want to have to go click a button and then say, Siri, here's what I want you to do. If Siri on my Mac was just always listening and I could just sit here and say, gotcha. I could just say, hey, Siri, skip that song in, in Spotify or, hey, Siri, play um, Cheap Trick Playlist in Spotify. That's that's really handy. That's, that's pure hands-free voice controlling uh, mm. of what's going on. If I have to use my hand to control the voice control, it's... Uh, it's cool. It's fun, but I could enter that control now. I've already had to put my hand on a keyboard somewhere, so I might as well just type the command in and go. So pure hands yeah, that's, free. That's what I was thinking. Pure hands free is where it's got to go. And I and I, and I you know the way Siri initially started on mobile phones was it had that Hey Siri always listening feature if it was plugged in. Then to a power source, to right? To a power source. And now in the newest iPhones, it can be turned on all the time without a power source. So it's getting there because that is something I truly love about Alexa is it is it's the ultimate in laziness. I don't freaking have to lift a finger to tell it to do something. I can just sit there and yeah. go, hey, Alexa, do this. Yeah, we have ours right by the the dining room table, and sometimes we'll be having dinner, and somebody, you know, an argument will ensue about some fact, and we'll just say, "Hey, you know, hey Alexa, what about this?" And you get the answer. And what I like about it is it's not just a task-based thing. You can say, you know, what's happening, and it'll read you it'll NPR read you news. news, and yep. it's very much. Doesn't sound like a computer. It sounds like somebody reading you the, voice the news. The is very natural, and, you know. And, yeah, and, and, it's, and they've done a really great job. They've, they've of that. done a great job. You know, we've also got Amazon's Fire TV, <clears throat> which is their little Apple TV type box that we use. Yeah, and they've just rolled out Alexa on the Fire TV box, and Fire TV comes with a real small remote, and there's a button for voice searching and voice control. Well, now. You can do, just like Apple TV, I can say, I, I got to push that button in and say, launch Netflix, play Wally, -E, and it will seamlessly work. But even there, that's that's my, I got to I got to get, a, I got to go find the remote and I got to push the button in. Fire TV is not always listening. And, and there's been a lot of pushback yeah. and flack that, that Alexa is always listening, and people don't like the fact that she's always listening to what you're saying and what do they do with that data. But I got to tell you, that makes it significantly more useful as a device. It does. And, you know, you've got to be 
okay with that. And, you know, there are some people who aren't, and that's fine. Then don't use the Echo, right? Um, it technically, you know, law enforcement could listen in if they had a, a warrant. There are some things that definitely there are some downsides if that's a concern. For, for me, it's not it's not a big concern. I'm a big Apple TV fan, have been since they first came out. I love all the different iterations. The new one with the remote that has kind of the touch feel on it. I love now that you can search across multiple apps slash channels to find what you're looking for. It just keeps getting better and better. It's disappointing that it's not hit a larger uh, audience yet. But uh, I'm a big fan. I, I, I like Apple TV, and I haven't tried the uh, the Amazon version of it yet. You know, and the only reason we have the Amazon is um, we have a lot of we're Amazon Prime members, and we have a lot of Amazon movies that we've purchased, especially kids' movies yeah. for Thule. Um I can't recall. Does the new Apple TV have an Amazon app for playing Amazon? We have. Library? I'll have to think for a second because I'm a Prime member as well and have the Amazon app, but it's on a TV that I have. Oh, I know what it is. Our TV has Apple Music, or not Apple Music, has um, Apple TV, but it's a Roku um, TV, meaning that okay. it has Amazon's app and access through that. So yeah, it comes through it, the same TV, a, but a, Amazon, not through Apple. You, you, can, you can get the Amazon app on Roku. Uh, and I, uh, the only reason I ask is because there's been a little headbutting between Apple and Amazon, where I think Amazon doesn't sell Apple TV anymore in the Amazon store. You know, they're they're kind of flexing their muscles. So I'm just wondering if right. if Apple has allowed Amazon to put their app on Apple TV. Because if they did, yeah, I'll have to if check. They, if they did. That could be the impetus I need to switch from an Amazon Fire to an Apple TV because I can still get all my Amazon purchase content in the Apple TV environment. Yeah, I think that I think it's over. I think they kissed and made up. I just did a quick Google, and, and Apple TV is now available on, on Amazon. But you're right. There was a time there when there was kind of this little pissing contest between, and you know, well, we're not going to carry Apple products. Well, we're not going to put you know Amazon's app on this. And I, I think that's resolved okay. now. But, you know, back, back to Siri and all of this, to me, I think voice control is is definitely the future. And it's always on voice control for me. I don't want to have yeah. to, I don't want to have to Hit engage a button, turn with it on. something to make it happen. I want to be So you're not concerned about somebody hearing your I'm conversations? Not. I'm not. You know, because if it was something, if you were doing top secret things, you'd probably unplug it. But, you know. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm just it's, not. It's not you a know, concern of mine, but it will be for some people. When, when, when I'm in the car or where, wherever I might be, I want to just give a command and have it do something. I don't want to have to, I don't have to stop. And, you know, Siri takes a little yeah. bit of, if you're driving, you got to kind of focus on Siri just because it's not perfect yet. And, yeah. um, you know, I just, I think that's, that's one of the biggest things I love about my Alexa devices is the always on, I can control my music seamlessly by just, yeah. you know, hey, Alexa, play 103.7. Boom. Right. And Alexa's now tied in with Spotify, which is pretty cool. Certainly all the stuff, 
you know, uh, with Amazon, you know, they started that program a while back that anything you had purchased um, on Amazon, they put in your cloud, which was really cool because, you know, they called it auto rip. And what was great is that, you know, even if I had bought you, let's say, the Cheap Trick box set for Christmas, you know, I purchased it. It ends up in my, you know, Amazon Music. And I think that's pretty cool because sometimes you can just, you know, as you just alluded to, you can say, and I have to say this quiet, otherwise it's going to turn on right. you know, Alexa, <laughs> you know, play Cheap Trick or play whatever. And and I love that. And it it actually, it, it sounds really good. I have the full tube you know, one. Did do you have the smaller one? Or do I you have, have one of each. I I, I have the I have the original one at home in the living room, and then here in my office, I have the Alexa the dot smaller. the dot, and then I have. Does a it play. sound good? It sounds it sounds as the good. Small dot. Um. Well, it has no built-in speaker, so you have to plug. Oh, your it own doesn't. Sp- so you have to plug it into external which, speakers. Which, which, when I bought the original device, was my number one complaint was. Boy, I would love to plug my own speaker into my Alexa device to improve the sound quality. That's the dot is literally that because the majority is it of stereo. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's it's a hundred percent just the speaker's pretty pretty good for that. Oh, it, that it, it, tube. It, I mean, it, for it, for what it is, it 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 is. It's not bad at all. If you wanted basically a desktop radio, we'll go out and get that Alexa device. But if you want to plug in your nice expensive speaker system, get the Alexa dot and take the audio out and and it has a hundred percent same functionality, same quality, everything else. It's just, just using a speaker. It's just using your speaker. Yeah. No, that's not a problem. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. there you go. Good that's stuff. So, sort of a one year look back and Apple Music and where it's going right now. I'd love to hear what you guys think of uh, the Apple Music situation with what they've just sort of announced. What are you hoping for? What are you excited, disappointed? Where are you at with Apple Music? Yeah. That's it. Thanks, everyone. All right.